All right. Well, we have finished the series Lead Like Jesus, and I'm excited to be getting back into Romans today. Today is a little more of a recap, but I'm excited for where we're going. Um, we're going to probably do a deep exploration of John's gospel next, so that's that's what's to come. But we've got quite a lot to go here in Romans, so tomorrow we'll dive into chapter 9. But for today, let's remind ourselves, I guess, where we've kind of been. So Romans really is a manuscript that's written by Paul to the church in Rome, and Rome's a larger church, and Paul, we think, based on information in Acts, we think Paul was really trying to make Rome kind of a springboard to get out into Spain, which never really happened, uh, probably largely because Paul is um, martyred and, um, and and doesn't ever get to that stage. But here we see uh, Paul writing to a church in Rome that's become fractured. Um, it's it's separated by a group of legalists, which were more Jewish Christians, and more liberalists, which were the Gentiles. So um, the people that grew up in the Torah, in the law, and the people who um, really lean into Jesus's uh, saving grace. And so um, one of the great things about this manuscript is that it really speaks to the state of the the Christian church today, I think, or at least in America, probably is more, that's more true. And no doubt that was part of God's intention with this book is to give us, or this manuscript is to give us, you know, a roadmap as to what's probably going to happen over and over and over again in history as the church grows and evolves. So um, we kind of see a lot of the same themes that get lived out. And in fact, this is one of them, that that separation between the legalists and the liberalists. So at any rate, in the first eight chapters, um, they can really be kind of broken down into two sections, chapters one through four, and then chapters uh, four or five through eight. So the first four chapters start with the theme that all humanity really is trapped in sin and needs rescue. And uh, that's that's really chapter one. Uh, that's the theme of chapter one. And then in chapter two, uh, it, w- we see that rescue won't happen by trying to obey the laws of the Torah, that, that we're hopeless in our efforts in that way, that, that we can't really save ourselves. And then in chapter three, we're shown that God's righteousness has, in fact, rescued the world, and it's through Jesus um, and, and again, in chapter two, we can't do it. In chapter three, here's the solution that God provides. And then in chapter four, which is the end of section one, Paul shows us that the purpose of God's rescue, the reason God would rescue us, his, his purpose in this world is to create really a, like a multi, uh, multi-ethnic uh, faith-based family, um, and, and it's a family of Abraham. He had promised to Abraham that family would occur. So Paul gives us clarity around that idea. Um, and the result of placing our faith in Jesus is that we're given a new status as being right with God rather than living in sin. We're giving a new status as being right with God. This was the idea that in God's eyes, we are saints that occasionally sin rather than prior to accepting Jesus, we are sinners, but we have a new status, a new identity as being right with God, as being saints in God's eyes by placing our faith in Jesus. We're given a new family. Uh, We're included in God's people uh, when we place our faith in Jesus. And then the third component is a new hope that we're given a transformed life that 
in receiving Jesus, we also receive the Holy Spirit, which which brings us into a transformational state where li- our life can change. Um, and so, you know, that's that's really the theme. It's really the theological foundation of the rest of Romans in those first four chapters. And then in section two, chapters five through eight, we see that in chapter five, um, we see a retelling of the story of Adam. And, you know, Adam's name literally means humanity. And so Paul contrasts Jesus with Adam. So in Adam, if we live in Adam without Jesus, we live in sin. We are part of just the human experience. But in Jesus, we receive a new humanity, a new Adam. And so that's um, kind of a theological idea that Paul starts with in chapter five as he launches us into this new section of his teaching in Romans. And then in chapter six, Paul teaches us that that following Jesus really marks a transition from that old humanity into a more Jesus-like life. The idea being, again, that we're transformed. So five and six really, really push us into this, this idea uh, that, that we are transformed in our new life with Jesus. And then chapter seven is one of my favorites because it poses a question that all of us eventually ask at some point when we get to thinking about it. And that's this question, why in the world did we need the law? (laughs) Why did we need those 613 commands from Moses, the first five books of the Bible that we call the Torah? Why did we need the law? If God was going to save us, if God wanted to redeem us and create a multi-generational, multi-ethnic Christian family, why in the world did we need it? And in fact, it's a great question, and it's a question that when we really think about the answer, it proves some things about God, or, or, it, or it demonstrates some things about God. So first off, that the law was not given for God's benefit. It was really given for our benefit. Um, think about this. So much of what God does in, our, in the world around us is for our benefit and not His. The law demonstrated God's goodness and His intention, and it also illustrated that evil has hijacked our lives. It has hijacked the human heart, the human condition, and that we are incapable. We are not able to fix this problem on our own. For 1,500 years, people tried to live out the law. No one did it successfully. People tried and failed and tried and failed and continually could not live up to God's standard. Only one person ever pulled that off. And in chapter 8, we're shown that it was Jesus that did that and that that was the purpose of Jesus to be the solution that Jesus became what we are, which is human, that we might become who he is, which is justified in God's eyes, saints in God's eyes. So those first eight chapters, the two, the first two sections of, of four of Romans are really heavy um, and it's dense manuscript that Paul's going through, but but we know from the introduction that this is Paul's most theological writing. This is this is his most intense um, uh, reduction of the human or, or of the Christian faith, and so we know this is going to be dense. But but that's a lot of great information that he succinctly packs into eight chapters, and so that's where we've gone. Uh, chapter nine will start tomorrow and we will be off and running and I am uh, super excited. So hopefully that was helpful. We'll get caught up and tomorrow we'll get we'll get moving.